0: Good evening everybody, Eightiest. we are on our 85th Q&A, today is the September the 18th, I guess, another 12 days to go, no, 10, 12 30. days to go, September oh, has thirty, 30 days, days. Yes, 12 days to go, less than two weeks, days are flying, but remember the morning, the days are still evil, mm. because the time is evil, we shall redeem our time. And we have loads of questions. We definitely can't even answer half the questions we have. A lot of theological questions, a lot of family issues. We'll go more into the family because theological questions will be often answered through the sermons. So we will spend more time today on the personal family issues. And we'll trust God to give us the wisdom. Father, this evening we just come to you. We need you, Lord. We need you, Father. There's a huge, huge number of people within the church that are hurting. But the answer is you. Your word is the answer. For you sent forth your word, literally your son, and you healed Mm -hmm. us of our infirmities. You took it all upon yourself, Lord. And we have peace because you took the punishment. So even today I pray, even the Q&A will be a ministry of your word through your spirit. Hmm. And Father, you will comfort your people, give them an answer, and people will stay steadfast in hope, knowing God will answer their prayers. Hmm. Thank you, Father. We commit all of us into thy hands. Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. 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 Shall we start, Pastor? Hallelujah. Pastor, the first question uh, I think we should look at is uh, related to the vaccination. Oh, this okay. is question number one.
2: <clears throat> uh
1: When a child is born right for one month to, few, to a few years, they are vaccinated for protection against several sicknesses in multiple doses. Here in Australia, there has been flu vaccination in place during peak winter months. June to August. Though it's been encouraged to be administered, many wouldn't prefer to take, including me, until I was sick during my pregnancy and I had to be administered later. Few years ago, in 2016, I was hospitalized with influenza, but because I took flu shot, the severity wasn't that intense as it was meant to be and the recovery was okay. With the above context, wondering how COVID vaccine is different if a Christian chooses to take or not.
0: See, the choice is always, even the biggest choices like death and life, God lives to the individual. I said before you, life and death, you choose. The choice is always there. The issue with COVID vaccine from the other vaccines is the way it has all happened. That is the issue over here. And uh, COVID is not a disease like we know of. The world has never been shut down for a disease like this. There are more severe, serious, contagious diseases than that. But the world has, are you able? Am I picking? The mic picking up? Okay. Has to never been shut down like that. And, uh, the way almost all nations, administrations have dealt with the people, forcing it on, the lockdowns, the severe restrictions, the violence inflicted on people, you see, so, That's what created all this suspicion. Also, if you look at it, okay, if you look at it because of all nations, the nation that is prominent about this is US, as always in the news. When COVID hit last year, 2009, uh, 20, when it hit last year, it was President Trump who went on warp speed, Operation warp speed. And that's the reason we have these vaccines. We have these vaccines because US was the one under his administration, which started this. So we suddenly had a vaccine that uh, was there by December. Okay, by December. There are a couple of things which we need to understand. When President Trump was trying to get the vaccine under super speed, the the current president within quotes, Biden, Kamala Harris, all said that they do not trust the vaccine because Trump is behind it. Mm. They were the first ones to create distrust in the vaccine, that they would not... they. Publicly, the statements are there about distrusting the vaccine. Then the, the vaccine was ready, but they refused to release the fact the vaccine was ready before the election was over because they did not want it to help Trump. So there was so much politics about it. Understand there was so much politics about it and the whole way the COVID has happened, the vaccine and the propaganda behind the vaccine and the nature of the vaccine. Unlike you talk about flu vaccine, influenza vaccine, all these vaccines have a particular pattern in which they are made from old dead viruses. If I understand that's how it is made. It has been tested over years that it been it is gone, it's gone, it's peers study everything, then it has been put onto the people. And it is not usually mandated, like let us say, polio vaccine. Now it's up to you. Your child doesn't take polio, the government doesn't come after with the cops after
2: no.
0: it, okay? But we have all our children all had polio vaccine, and uh, they are free. Now, when we—I don't know—Vijay is much much younger. When I look into myself, I don't know what vaccines I got in my life, mm. okay.
1: BCG was the common yeah, vaccine. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: No, when we were young, I remember one vaccine getting over here, then it inflames. So I put chalk powder in it, so I can. The only vaccine I can remember is that. But you know, what I mean, I've been practically been disease-free more, almost all my life. And one problem I had had nothing to do with germs or disease.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so I haven't practically been disease-free without vaccination. In the middle of all this stuff, we have been free of all this. So, basically, what I'm saying: the whole issue with COVID is what the nature of the vaccine. It is, it is not. We have a doctor here. It is not like the normal. you see, there's so many vaccines for uh, COVID. Why hasn't they given co-vaccine approval still by WHO? It's still pending. WHO's approval is needed to travel. Then the comes in the list of approved vaccine, you are allowed to travel internationally. Covaxin made by Bharat Biotech, if you go by the other studies, tested, you kind of equally successful, is still not been given approval. Why? Because Covaxin is the only vaccine which is different from the other COVID vaccines. Because it is not what you call it, mRNA, right? right? MRNA, it is not MRNA. It is like the other vaccines yes. from old, of SARS old SARS. Old Therefore, people are suspicious. There is an agenda behind it. Why are I mean, administrations blocking and why is there so much propaganda against the unvaccinated that you will be treated differently, you will lose all social benefits, all that. let me, let me give you, it is interesting, I wish, I hope I still have it on my <laughs> Oh, do I have it? Yeah. This is okay. If somebody is okay. The pandemic is to force you to get the vaccine. The vaccine is to force you to get the vaccine passport. The passport is to force you to get the social credit score. The social credit score is to force you to obey the government. Then the government can now deny you food, medicine, housing and travel. If you look at it, it is true. It is true. It is true. That I know the poor ones over here, poor ones, widows who work as I told you last time also were not given their pension. monthly pittance they get from the government as widow pension because they said we checked your Aadhar and your vaccine doesn't. It's not given. So it's come to that point. It is come to that point. So people are suspicious. This is not the way a vaccine has to be. It is like the polio. It has to be sold earning the trust of the people. You cannot use intimidation and coercion and then tell the people, believe us. Because one thing is that people don't believe politicians. Because politicians have let us down over and over and over. You cannot believe government. You cannot believe politicians anywhere. You cannot believe them. That is the issue with the COVID vaccine, the way they have done it, and the the suppression of any anti-COVID News: the total suppression of it, because first people all have been hooked to Facebook and Twitter, and then even you know uh, Sky News, Sky News Australia was taken off YouTube, and uh, whenever whenever they tried to put any news which was against the mainstream yeah. about COVID, Sky, like, yeah, yeah, Sky News and all are big channels, <laughs> exactly. big channels. Okay, President Trump was taken out of Twitter banned from Twitter and YouTube, the president of America. So what are you talking about? Where is this freedom of speech? Why is not there and any set of doctors, a huge group of doctors, physicians, who try to talk about alternative this thing, they were all silenced. That is the issue. That has never happened. and You cannot expect people not to grow suspicious. Mm-hmm grow suspicious over this. And now they are bringing it on to children. Has this vaccine been... You go ask any... I mean, I know people who went and asked the doctors, if I take the vaccine, what do you tell me? What would happen to me in two years' time? They said, we have no clue, because nobody has taken this vaccine and been there for two years. Nobody knows. I mean, there is nobody, nobody... Who knows what are the after effects of this vaccine? Because you do not have that study there. We have only the maximum study you have is for one and a half years. Not more than that. Lo- one of the longest surviving, <laughs> surviving, wrong word. I mean, person <laughs> is in our midst. Lisa, our Lisa is the first woman in India to take the trial of Covaxin. When did she take it? Last year. Just a year. Just a year. Okay. And they're not giving you suppressing all the negative news of what happened to people who took a co- or to who took the vaccine and the after effects the- their deaths all is censored. And then they are forcing. And it shouldn't be in a free a democracy is, democracies are free where you are allowed one of your fundamental rights is the freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. And if uh Iran's uh, Ayatollahs have freedom to post on Twitter and you don't have the freedom to post on COVID. What does it tell you? Why is people so doubtful? Why is there still, like, I don't think even 50% of Australia has still been vaccinated. One of the most resistant nations to vaccination is because of the government and the way they are doing it. Because governments have to earn the Trust of the people. They have to earn the trust of the people and they should not force it upon people. And again, I will tell you honestly, if you look at it, it's there all over in the news. Why are they asking vaccinated people to wear masks? Why are they asking vaccinated people also to keep safe distance and not isolate is kind of keep their distance because they can spread the Delta variant. That's what they are saying, right? So what did vaccination do yeah. for you? Okay, vaccination do for you. Okay. And uh, uh, Biden's White House secretary says lots, WHO actually has come out um, and the doctors, the FDA have come out and say no to the booster, right? They came out yesterday, no to the booster. Yet the White House and administration is pushing boosters, why are they pushing boosters? You don't need a booster, is what WHO and FDS says. But the government is pushing boosters, meaning after your first shot, your second shot, you need to go for your booster shot also. Why are they pushing it? Why are people losing their jobs? Why are pe- people losing their jobs? Okay. And that is where the issue comes in. If a vaccinated if let us say, he's vaccinated, I am not vaccinated. Let's imagine. If he and I can equally spread the disease, then why am I being targeted and not him? Hmm. Why is it being forced? If the chances of me spreading and he spreading, okay, so the only thing basically, so it is not spreading. The only thing is that I can get the disease and die. Well, if you see Woman, the woman has the right to kill her baby, mm. and a man. Euthanasia in many nations, you have the right for assisted suicide. Then I have the cho- choice to decide whether I want to live or not. Why mm. are you forcing it on me? We will keep you alive for what? It's my choice. So what is good for the goose is good for the gander. Mm-hmm. Right, You cannot have double standards on all these things. That is the issue where it is coming in. That's why people are doubtful, and especially Christians. And Christians have, like the New York State, um, the judge gave an injunction on the Blasio's order for compulsory vaccination on religious grounds. Because a lot of people said no, because uh, many of the vaccines are from aborted fetus. And they said, we have an issue about it and we will not. And the God has has a temporary injunction has been given. You cannot force people to be vaccinated against their religious beliefs because these are all fundamental beliefs. The right to choose is a fundamental belief. Right to believe is a fundamental belief. And they are overriding all liberty over a disease. I know it is fatal for many people, but it is not fatal for most most people. Let us say our actual number. Let us say government says 500,000 died in India. Let us multiply it 10 times. 10 times more died. So how much does it make? 5, five crores. 5 crores. Okay. No, not even 5 crores. Oh, right? 50 lakhs. 50 lakhs. Yeah. 50. Let us say 50. Half a million died in India. Okay. What's India's population? 130 billion. billion. 130 billion. Let us say half a million died. So far, that fatality, put it in percentage terms, fatality rates, and you look at our recovery rate, you look at all that, okay, and, and they have flip-flopped so much, and there is, and how long will natural immunity last for those who have recovered from, they will not accept that. Why are they so, let us say, hell-bent on vaccinated people? Of which we do not really have long-term results. Mm. Long-term results. No? Polio and all all over time. And we also know vaccination has created, all vaccinations have created other, other. I do believe one of the reasons so many children today have Down syndrome and autism and all. It's got to do with vaccination. It's got to do
1: with I mean, that's actually a Mm. very ubiquitous phenomenon. So Mm. many families, Mm. so many families have children who have Down syndrome or at least ADHD minimal. So only. It's, it's remarkable. It's not I mean, like I know before. Why is it like that? See,
0: when old days, when you had something like that, like I had in my family was, when the mother was very old, old when yeah. she conceived and had a baby, now it is irrelevant. The girls are young. The children all seems to be having learning disabilities. All of them. Okay. And there are a lot of people who are saying it's got to do with vaccination. Africa has a terrible record of what has happened because of vaccinations. Okay, And also, like I said, the three countries, uh, the heads of three countries who opposed vaccination, they died mysteriously. One was assassinated. So all kinds of things are happening. And of course, people, and for Christians especially, because for Christians, when you say, you will lose your job, you will lose access to government programs and all these things when it say, it rings a bell. You cannot buy or sell mm. unless you receive the mark. Okay, now this is not the mark of the beast, but it's a precursor to the mark of the beast, and therefore people have their issues. Christians have their issues. They say, Why is it happening like this? Which never happened. Which never happened. And that's the issue. So, how should a Christian choose? It's your choice. I mean there's nobody stopping you from taking. But there is the government stopping you from not taking. So you need to choose what you're gonna do and how you're gonna do. And trust God through it all, through it. And all those who have taken, no condemnation. Mm. Okay. Even if it is harmful, like I said, there is a promise in the Bible, Mark sixteen, eighteen. Stand on it and says Because so many have taken, so many have not taken. Stand on your promise and say, Lord. What I am saying is that through the process, learn to resist spiritually. Learn to resist because difficult times are coming, and when the actual, like you know, like in that's what they're basically doing. That's what the vaccine will do. The social credit, social credit. That's what that's what happens in China. That's what happening in Europe. And that's what is going to happen in the US. That's what is going to. That's what's happening in India for the poor. That's what's happening for the India in the poor. And you will see the government controls, starts controlling every facet of our life. Because never in our history has the government controlled every area of our life before or uh, than during the lockdown. Everything was controlled. Yeah. Not even during the Second World War. Mm. Nothing was controlled like this. That's the first time government intruded and controlled everything. You couldn't even... It's throughout the world. Throughout the mm-hmm. world. It was a practice run. Mm-hmm. It was a practice run. So people have their doubts. People have their doubts. And no apologies. After yeah. that, no apologies.
1: The burden of proof is upon you. Upon <laughs> you. <laughs> not you upon the, the government.
0: You have to prove. Not the government. true to us it is safe. So that's the vaccine issue. But I said it's your choice
1: we'll yeah. uh, look at the uh, question number 11 onwards uh, some very personal questions um, my parents had three girls and a boy girls stayed close to the parents and for several reasons I desired for a girl especially was more desperate when I was pregnant with my second one and I didn't want to know the baby's gender and hate to say I was so shattered and disappointed when I had another boy and was hard to accept the reality first few months in my soul. I repented eventually for enabling a sort of rejection in my baby while he was still in my womb. Looking back now, I wouldn't want any other way. Both my boys are so precious and perfect gifts from above in God's perfect plan. My elder one is a a typical hyper-aggressive boy, less expressive but sometimes talks a lot, hates pink and purple, didn't have girls as friends at all, was infamous, pulling their hair while he was in in kindergarten and getting into trouble. My youngest son is in contrary, soft-spoken, gentle, talkative, expressive, praised for his honesty and integrity all the time. Have both boys and girls as his friends. Can my boys, especially my youngest son, sense that spot of rejection from womb at any point in their life or hinder God's calling in their life? Or when we prayed over them, will the deliverance be once and forever?
0: Yeah. Once you have prayed over and you have really believed, you know, and uh, first you need to realize when you have really believed and prayed, that is broken. But the second part is more important. The second part is that you consistently show that they are accepted. Mm-hmm. They are affirmed and accepted. There is no difference between their gender. The gender does not make any difference. And that is that is something that has to be consistent. That the children consistently have to you have to show the difference between the person and their behavior. That the person is always accepted. Behavior is corrected. And God also corrects our way. We have been accepted in the beloved. And after that He starts disciplining us. Hmm. These are two different things. He has accepted us. And that difference the children needs to understand that they are always loved. And love is expressive. With children, love is expressed, especially, Uh, I I, I remember this man was a big uh, uh, business guy. And uh, his kids, uh, two kids, he had told them that he would be there for their basketball match. And while he was about to go, he had a call. And it was a very big business deal. And they said, can you come to the office now? He said, no, I cannot. We will discuss this tomorrow. So his wife said, uh, the deal may not come back. He said, so will not childhood. Mm. You know not childhood. Mm. And that is, there are times our children, there is a season our children need that affirmation. And after that, they don't need us. Then they don't need us. This understand. They will look for affirmation from other areas. And they would not need that if they were affirmed during that season when they were young, they were small. Okay. And that is where we have to be very, very careful. And that's where you will see, so I believe this is a single mother. So she spends and she even makes a choices of her jobs so that it does not affect her time with her children. Yeah. To be a single parent is the most difficult thing on earth because you have to do two jobs at the same time with the strength of one, you know. So there you have to affirm them, constantly affirm them, and you have to distinguish this thing, that God has loved us with an everlasting love. Behold what manner of love God, yet He disciplines us because He loves. And these two things are one and the same. And parents have to ask the grace of God to say, show Lord, to act like you, that I love my child like you do unconditionally. Uh, they are accepted. I have accepted them as you have accepted me. But I discipline them. I discipline them because I love, not because I'm irritated. Mm. Because I'm irritated, you know. And that will go. That rejection will go. He will feel. He will. We were all rejected when we were born. Yes. We were accepted when we were born again. We were born in rejection Yes. and accepted in our new birth. So you have to believe that. You have to believe that. But let me tell you about that. Two sons over there. When they grow up, the older son will have more girlfriends and the younger one will have less. It will be the other way around when they grow up. The one who pulled all their hair and everything and all, he will be actually much more cooler when he grows up. And the younger one will become more reticent. Okay, actually, when they grow up. Okay. But they will be good kids, and God will not forget your labor of love. But, I'm telling again and over and over and over again to parents here, fathers. Mothers automatically spend their time with their children, but uh, fathers don't. And that is the curse, of the last days. That's why God says, you need the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers. You will need a supernatural intervention. God doesn't have to do anything to turn the heart of the children to their mothers. The mothers, the children, it's not even said. God will have to supernaturally intervene before judgment comes. Where the father, I mean, Always people think the honors of bringing the children is given to the mother. No, building the home is given to the mother. Instruction is entirely given to the father. Old and New Testament, it is not told to the mother. It is not told to the mother. And Mm. children become rebels. Primarily they become rebels. is because fathers don't teach them the ways of God. Because if the father doesn't have to teach and the mother does it, you will see the children will become a rebel. Because I think if it doesn't apply to the father, why should it apply to me?
2: Mm.
0: Apply to me. Okay, you think about an office. You think about an office. Let us say SP. You have ACP. And then you have all the police over there. The SP doesn't listen to any of the rules of the department. The ACP is trying to enforce. Cops are always looking at the top. The top doesn't believe, so why should we listen to you? When the yes. ACP is around, they'll all say, yes, sir. When ACP is gone, they will behave differently. You know why? Because they know the DCP doesn't bother. Hmm. And that is the major issue. Why did David's home fall apart? Because mm-hmm. the Bible says David never disciplined Discipline his children. children. Never disciplined his children. I'll show you this thing. What happens when parents, fathers, don't get involved? One Kings one. About... Uh, Tamar, Tamar, and Amnon. Yeah, that one I know. Yes, yeah, Second Samuel. Okay. Second Samuel, chapter thirty.
2: Okay.
0: And words. Verse twenty-one. Thirteen twenty-one. Thirteen twenty.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Got it. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very angry. Now look at verse 23.
1: Three? Yes. yes and it came to pass.
0: And it came to pass after two full years. still done nothing about it. Nothing about it. Two years are over. He did nothing about it. And that's what the whole thing fell about. As soon as he heard, Yes, you need to be angry over what happened. Intervene. Not only you are the king, you are the father. Intervene. He did nothing. He sat on it. He just sat on it. He did nothing to intervene. One will kill the other. The other will kill the other. The whole thing goes awry. You know what? He did nothing. He did nothing. You know. And if you look into David's life, you will see actually he had no relationship with his sons, no relationship with his children, and the, and he did nothing. He is a man after God's own heart, but if you God ways to judge his rewards and based on as a father, he gets zero. He gets zero. Okay. We need to understand, when it's talking about God, David fulfilled God's purpose, it's talking about as a king. As a king, not as a father. As a father, it was a total failure, because he refused to involve himself in the lives of his children. And that's where the house falls apart. House falls apart. There are two ways the house falls apart. One, primarily, the father refuses to get involved. Or two, the mother is a rebel. One of these two ways. Samuel refused to get involved in the life of his children. It is all so busy preaching, 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 travelling, preaching, travelling, preaching, traveling, preaching. refused to get involved in the life of his children. Life falls apart. Okay. Job, on the other hand, is a father who's actively involved in the life of his children. Actively involved in the life of his children. So though the children are judged by God, God is able to give him seven more. Ten more, right? Ten more. Ten more. Why would you god why would God trust a man with ten more children? Because he knows he can be trusted as a father. Okay, and we need to understand these are fundamental issues in the Bible. We need to we have to go back to that because all the problems we see in the world is over one thing. The home has fallen apart. It's got with nothing else. And sometimes if you look at it, the everywhere around the world, the pressure. Nine out of ten cases is upon the mother who is trying to do both: raise up the children, take care of the home. The home has so many things to do, and instruct the children in the ways of God. Everything is handed over to her because of the missing father, missing father. And we need to look at it and say, you know what? I will not be that. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing because uh, you see. Let me ask you this: key, uh, ask you this question. Where are you going to ever learn patience? This only one place you will learn patience is in relationship. Man learns patience by when he's dealing with his wife and with his children. These are not tablets given from heaven. These are called the fruit of the Holy Spirit, meaning fruit is developed during certain conditions. The plant has to go through certain conditions, and through that you develop this fruit. And one of the toughest jobs on planet earth is handling with. Handling children, In the baby like we have upstairs. And they have no choice. Be patient. You lose have sleepless nights. You carry them around. You do all that, and as they grow up, they demand more attention. After a time, they won't need, but they de- need attention for the first ten years of their life, eleven years of their life. They demand your attention, and you are obligated by God's covenant to give them that attention. You have to set Time for them. And instruction is primarily given to the fathers. But, it is not the way we think instruction. It is an instruction which we model before okay. them. It is not uh, doing a devotion and think I have done my part. You know, it's much more than that. Where the father is seen there. He may not be there the most of the day, but when he's seen there, he's seen, not be, uh, hidden behind a newspaper. Or behind a TV. He sees they are actively involved in the home. Because he realizes. I love my home. The children realize father loves the home. And then when they go. Perhaps they are replicated. You ask almost any young people around the world. What do they say? We don't want to get married. Why? Because they have taken the picture from their home. Why can not I marry have a home like this? Parents were always fighting. There was no fun in the home at all. It was only conflict. Why do you want a home? So what do they say? We'll live together. and If it doesn't work, we'll split. That's what has happened. Where did they get it from? They didn't get it from the church. They didn't get it from the world. They got it from the home. From the home. And that's where we go wrong. Fundamentally, we go wrong. Women are wrong. Men are wrong. But when it comes to the home, men are more wrong than the women. Feminism destroyed the home. That's the women's part of it. But... The absentee father also has destroyed even more the home. Because your wife is a feminist, doesn't mean you need to be absent. And they may not be feminists in India. We don't have feminist wives generally. At least in our church, we don't have feminist wives generally. (laughs) They are hardworking mothers. But what I'm saying is, as fathers, we need to be very, very careful about it. I mean, your interests can change. You have to learn to change your habits. Like, you know, now I eat biryani. <laughs> I can't imagine myself after 27 years in Hyderabad eating biryani. <laughs> like, you know, learning to enjoy biryani. Okay, boy, I forced myself, okay, if biryani is going to be there every week once, I better learn to eat it. You know? <laughs> and some of you, some of you, um, know, Jesus said, suffer not the children from coming to me. He says, don't stop me. But too, many fathers said that they suffer your children. Spend time with them. Learn to enjoy their games. After some time you will learn, you will also learn to enjoy their games. Stay with them. Play with them. Teach them. Do things in the house together. Let it be a happy place. You know, otherwise you know, you're fulfilling scripture. The scripture you should not fulfill. That will, God will judge your house with the plague. That's what he said in Malaki. I will curse your house. Yeah. I I mean, if you don't do this, this is what will happen. Hmm. Where does it happen? It will happen in your house. That's what the Bible says. Judgment begins in the house of God. It does not begin in the world first. It begins in the house. Where did the divorces start? In Christianity. Not in Hinduism or Islam. Though talak, talak, talak was so easy for them. (laughs) It is more in the Christian community, not in the Muslim community. It's easy for them. It was difficult for us and we made it easy. We made it easy. Why? And I will tell you this is it. We, we Abandon the home. We abandon the home. I'm not saying you should not work. I am not saying you shouldn't excel. I should not saying you shouldn't spend time. But like I said, the days are evil. Redeem your time. You will always have time if you put God's things first. You will always have time for your family. God first, family second, rest third. You will always have time. And they're not asking for all your time. Mm. They are only asking for a certain portion of your time. And you have to honor your spouse and your children with that time. You are duty-bound because God has given you that time for them. Yeah. You don't give it to them. You will have to give an account. Suddenly you will realize you have no time for anything else. Because why? God is sovereign over time. And you'll we'll have to keep coming back to that over and over again. Hammer it down your heads.
1: Well, so one question in this regard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> When we are talking about, when talking about acceptance, mm. uh, you're saying that, uh, they should be affirmed and they should, there's a thin line between discipline and showing acceptance. Louder. Can, can you yeah, that? Yeah. Mm. yeah. There's a thin line between uh, disciplining and showing acceptance. Mm. Yeah, this, so for example, for example, uh, let's say you have a student who's, whom, who's studying. Mm. Okay. Your, your, your child is studying and uh, because he or she did not work hard. Um, she did not do well. He or she did not do well. Now, lot, I mean, a lot of uh, lot of times, um, uh, parents kind of look at, I accept you because you got so many marks and uh, you did well. But at the same time, it is important for for the child, for the parent to discipline the child also because he or she did not do the things that he was supposed to do. How do you balance the two? Like
0: like we saw today, you know, one of the fundamental things. I mean. Many of your children are very small, so it still can, still can change fast because they, they, their memory span is very short, so they will forget very fast and learn new things, replace it very fast. One of the first things you have to teach a child is to obey immediately. Obey immediately. One of the first things to teach a child is to obey immediately because wherever you hear Jesus mentioned, it is mentioned immediately. That means right from childhood he had learned something to obey immediately, not delay in your obedience. Okay, because what does it that? Once you obey, one of the fundamental facets of obedience is once you obey, immediately, there is no time for rebellious thoughts to come in your mind. Mm. You're protecting your mind. That's one of the best things. You do it immediately. You don't fester your mind. Laziness doesn't come in. Sloth doesn't come in. Excuses doesn't come in. You don't become a hypocrite. I'm coming and yet sitting there and doing something. You guard yourself from a lot of things. And you're actually protecting your children. Okay? And the same thing should be. But you see children... children are watching their parents. Watching their parents. Uh, mommy says, dad, uh, can you put the garbage out? Yes, honey, I am doing it. And 15 minutes later, he's still behind the newspaper. The child knows that immediately doesn't apply to him. Okay. And then you hear the whistle outside, pam, 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 the garbage can fellow is whistling over there. Honey, did you put it? Oh, I forgot, I'm going now. Okay. It becomes consistent. This immediately applies to everybody. Mm. Everybody, okay? Yeah. So you have to look at a child, how he is doing things. the Results, even with a child, because if God has not say, don't worry about the results. If you have been called to plan, plan. If you been called to water, water. Result is in God's hands. Don't look at their results, because all children are not the same. Yeah. Like my father had five children. The first three were brilliant in science. Okay? Brilliant in science. The other two did not like science. And the fourth one also, I was the only one who was not interested in science. The fourth, first four were interested in science. I was not interested in science. The eldest one could paint. He was a genius. He could paint. He could sing. He was in sports. He was into everything. He always talked in everything. Okay. Now, because he's that, you don't expect the second one to be like that. Okay. So, you need to know your children. And you should not... Force your children. See, what has happened is that, it is, we have made education our idol. That is our fundamental issue. Because we have, we have taken this. We don't believe in Matthew 633. Honestly, we don't believe in Matthew 633. We believe in education. Educate your child as best as you can and he will succeed in the world. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom no. of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be. We don't believe in Matthew 6. Now, it doesn't mean the child should not study. But study is only one part of life. It's one part of life. Yeah. So, we have put academic excellence as at the top. At the top. And you know what? And we affirm our children yep. with academic excellence. So when we tell our children, work hard, I will tell you, most parents put work hard only with academics. They don't put work hard in anything else. In a normal Indian family today, what does the mother say? Go study, money. I will do the rest. The mother does everything for the child. All the child has to do is work hard in studies. So they have isolated this hard work into studies alone. So actually children grow up without the ethics of hard work because they have associated hard work only in one thing, that is studies. Now imagine it is a boy. He grows up. Now what does he associate hard work with? With his job. Nothing else. That is the primary issue of homes in India. The men do nothing because they were brought up that hard work is only connected with studies and tomorrow hard work is only connected with your with your work and you don't have to work hard in anything else. So when it comes to raising children, they refuse to raise children because that's hard work. But I was never raised to raise up children. That's your job. That's your hard work. This is my hard work. Hmm. So God doesn't reward hard work like that. Hard work is connected with everything. everything. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Hmm. If your time is with your children, 6 to 7, give it 100%. And go down to the level of the child. Don't bring me in. I play with the children. I play their games. I can't play my games with them. I may be interested in literature. Come come sit here. I will read Shakespeare for you. No, they wouldn't understand anything of that. Come on, let's play your games. What do you want to play? I want to play Uno. What do you want to play? Okay, let us agree. Two of you agree or three of you agree. Let us agree what we will play. I will play your game. Not that you play. Let's play hide and seek. Good for me. We play. Let's play snake ladders. Let's play snake ladders. Okay? But you need to grade from there. I will teach you other stuff also, little by little. First, you will always lose. Because you are learning. But in the second phase, you know what? I will deliberately lose. So you will have the joy of winning. Mm. So you get to know your goals. Okay. That's how it. We don't we are not getting them. We are getting into their world. We are not asking them to enter into our world. Because like that man said, childhood never comes back. Mm. In your entire eternity, you will get only one chance for your childhood. And that is precious. And we should not rob them of that time we owe them. So when we are talking about hard work, please remember, hard work applies to every area of our life. A man's 24 hours is low by faith. In that faith, there is hard work. So otherwise you're obeying God partially. You pick and choose. Life has become a buffet. You said, okay, I'm working hard here. I'm working hard here. And the wives also have to remember the same thing. You also have to remember that life applies to all those areas. Okay. What I tell men is this. You have, you have two choices. If you don't have time, see that your wife has help. And if you don't have the money for help, see that you help. I mm. will tell you, in the 1960s, we were five children in that, not god land, but in that land, <laughs> that, five little children, and my mother, my father had two mates, brought all the way from Kerala, because my mother was working to see that she had helped, not one, two. I still remember the names Sarah and Blasey. I was just two or three years old. I still remember the names. Because you know what? He wouldn't do anything in the house. He doesn't know. He didn't know how to do anything in the house. Because he, when he retired, he didn't know how to boil water because he didn't know how to light the gas. That's how he was brought up. But you know what? He saw to that, My mother had help. And he brought two. So that she was taken care of. So these are things. I'm not saying men, when they don't have time, you need to take time and do this. But children, no. He was a very good father with children. Almost everything I learned, I learned from him. He was very good with children. But other things he refused to do and he did not do. That's why when he grew old and my mother was still working, I cooked for him and did everything for him. Because what I learned from him, is, said, you know what? I'm going to learn these things early so that I don't end up like him. Okay? (laughs) Because many of you, many men I know, let us say it never happens. Let us say a tragedy happens. Your wife passes away. You'll be eating outside for the rest of your life. And falling ill every third day. And you wouldn't know how to run your house with your children. You wouldn't know what to do with your children at all. It's by God's grace and mercy we are surviving. Let me tell you, God has issues with parents. Why did uh, Sarah die at 127? When Abraham lived till 175. To protect Isaac As a to protect Isaac. Because she was all over Isaac. And Isaac was mama's boy. And after she died, God gave at twelve years for him to get over his mom. Otherwise, he would have looked for a mother in Rebecca. And Rebecca and Isaac were pivotal in God's plans. Mm. Why did Allah God? I love God is supernatural. This is he doesn't have to worry about the entire world because they are Gentiles. He's just looking at one family and allows Rachel to die. Why? To protect Joseph. Because Joseph is pivotal in God's plan. And he knows if Rachel is alive, Joseph will be spoiled. He allows Rachel to die. So you need to realize, if our spouses are alive, it's because of God's mercy. God's mercy. mercy. Because you go through the Bible, you will see how God deals with men and women. And you know what? We need to be very, very serious about it. God says, you know what? Equal responsibility. Take responsibility. Take responsibility of your homes. Take responsibility of your children. Your job, everything you do in the world, is ultimately for your home. It is for your home. You're not. You're not working out for the government. Where is this world going? It's going to hell in a handbasket. What, what is it? What is going to happen to this world? It's going nowhere. So why do you work there? It's your home. It's your home. And we have to be very, very serious about this. And it is hard work. For average Indian male, it's very hard work. Even average American male, it's very hard work. All outsourcing. You cannot outsource your children. You cannot outsource your home. You cannot do that. So when we are talking about hard work, how do you distinguish about the child is that? The child does well in math. Good job. Dad does well in cleaning up his room. Good job. Good job. Mm. Awesome job you did. Comes and helps in the kitchen. You know, children like helping in kitchen. Yes, They love helping in kitchen. They want to do that. Put a stool for them and say, you wash the dishes today. They will love doing all those things. Yes. Those things. Mm. When my babies were small, you no, know, I used to tie them behind my back with a scarf like the Northeast people do and be cooking in the kitchen. And they loved watching over these things, especially the mustard seed falling on the oil. They loved it all, right? From childhood, that's what they have seen. We are there. We are not combatants in the home. We are partners. When one is out, one is in. There will be no time unless it's a rarity and extreme urgency when you are small but both parents are out. You have to be left alone with a maid. It's a rarity. Either we take you with you or one parent you will always have. You will always have. If God tells us, go back to Look at how God is and learn from God. Don't learn from me. God Learn from God. John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17 and 18. I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, he will be in you. Look at verse 18. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. God says, you know what? I never leave my children alone. That's why I sent my spirit. You know, once you're a child of God, you will never be ever alone in your life. You have one parent with you always. Always one parent with you always. All your life. You have a parent with you. That's how God is so caring about us, his children. Hmm. You know what? I've sent my spirit and he will be with you always. Hmm. That's the kind, how as a father, he Dotes on us. That's where we learn our lessons from. We are not making idols of our children. We are not making idols of our spouses. But there are ideals which are there in the kingdom. And that's what God is talking about. And that's what I keep telling you today at a time like this when you have these gadgets. Even if you are in your workplace, your family should not be so far away from you. Your wife may be, I mean some of you, your wife is at home and you are working. Through the day, five minutes, make a call, send a text. How are you doing? How are the kids? Are that's all they want? All they want. You, know? you call and ask, has it eaten? Is it troubling you? How is she? Has she slept? You know. That's that's what the Holy Spirit does. He's always, always whispering in our ears. I will never leave you, forsake you. <laughs> I'll be with you always. What does it mean? Who is God speaking to? He's speaking to his family. And this is what men should do. This is what women should do. You know, men should do. If you're a father and mother who's working, both working, and there's a maid at home, you should call. And check on them. Find out. Video video call? Oh, how are you doing? How are you, honey? Coming back now. And, you know, the child is excited. Otherwise, they will grow up as orphans. And when they go into the world, they're gone. They're gone. You
1: know?
0: It is the home. And the church is a home.
1: Yes, Pastor Vijay. So it's question number 14, again on the same theme, Pastor. Yeah. Uh, last Sunday you talked to all of us. You were referring to the teenagers about their friends. You will know them by the company they keep. I have two children. One is 16 and the other is 18. Both are dissatisfied young adults. Grew up in the church, did the right thing, never gave us trouble. Now they, uh, now that they hit the terrible teens, they are walking rebels. It is not easy as parents to see this happening to your teenagers. Nowadays, most teenagers, teenagers choose to belong to the most popular group that will take them. They compromise their morals and their own identity in order to feel like they are accepted. How does one talk to them in this modern age? I believe this present generation is really going through a crisis. The way they think, talk, walk. My wife taught in the same school they went to. It is sad as parents. It is sad. As parents, we pray Maranatha. Come Lord Jesus, I've heard you teach time and time again about mothers spending time with your kids, that taking time off and playing with them. We as parents were known as models, model parents down the block. Do you have any insight as to why this is happening to this generation?
0: Okay, let's turn to Matthew chapter 22 verse 37 to 40 first. First is protection. Matthew 22 verse 37 to 40. We'll always go back to scripture. Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great command. Second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now go back to 30. The first one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. What is basically God saying? Is he demanding something from us? He doesn't need our love. He's self-existent. What is he saying? Why is he saying this? That we love him with all our heart first, and our mind, and our soul, to protect us. He's The first thing I always tell parents is that, you know what? Give your heart only to God. He will never break it. He will never break your heart. He will never do it. He will never break your heart. Do not idolize your children do not love your children with all your heart you cannot handle the trauma and the tension as they grow up only love god okay the second commandment says and love your neighbor with all your heart no as yourself as yourself meaning what does it mean do you remember how many times a day you forgive yourself Right. The first thing we do with ourselves is we have an excuse for all our mistakes. We forgive ourselves generously. We are rich <laughs> in mercy towards ourselves. Right? <laughs>
1: there.
0: When it comes to ourselves, we are rich in mercy. God mm-hmm. says, extend that to your wife, extend that to your children in this case. Meaning, you know how you came. The days are getting more and more wicked and more and evil. But if you go, listen and read each generation, they thought what was happening with the teenagers of their generation. (laughs) This world is wicked. This world is mad. World is crazy. We look at this. They are holy. (laughs) Every generation thought that. Of course it is getting worse. It is getting worse and worse. So the first thing is safety. Do not let any man if you are a wife, any man or if you are a man, any woman, your wife, or your children, break your heart. Give it to the only person who can protect it. That is God. Love God with all your heart. Then, when it comes to your spouse and your children, your immediate family, what do you want them to be? is what you want yourself to be. One of the primary reasons people struggle in families is that people don't genuinely really love themselves. What exactly do you mean by that, Pastor? Meaning, if you really love, like when it comes to the world, we understand it. When it comes to the kingdom, we don't understand it. Let me tell you, you know what I want in the kingdom? I want all the crowns I can get in life when I reach eternity. Every crown, including the shepherd's crown, which is not for you, Mm. unless you're called to be a shepherd. There are so many crowns in the Bible which talks about the crown of righteousness, different, different crowns are there. You know what? Everything that is possible for me, I want it. And I have to love my wife that way. You know what? In your race, I'm with you 100%. To my children, in your race, I'm 100%, right? I want all of us to be champions. That is how you love your neighbor as yourself. Not in the world, not in worldly terms, in the kingdom terms. When you are graded in the kingdom, what will you be graded for? The fruit of the spirit is this, 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 this. You know what? I want that. I want it for you. So I am not going to be your hindrance. I going to help you through this. And I don't want you to be a hindrance. I want you to help me through this. We don't want both of us to be a hindrance to our children. We want to help you through it. That is exactly what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. And our problem is we don't love ourselves. we got this false love like the world, which is hollow. Which is hollow. The real love of self is this. What is that you want for yourself? Hmm. What is that you want for yourself? This is what I want for myself. (coughs) If possible, Lord. Revelation 14. I want to go wherever the lamp goes. And you look at your spouse and says, I want you also to walk. And I'm gonna going to really come after you. I'm gonna trouble you wherever I see you going off the line from that narrow path. I'm going to be after your life. You know what? You go this way, you go this way, you go, you know what you're missing? You're missing on that. And you tell your children, there is a life beyond this life. The best life ever. Not joy lost in Scots. Okay, it is eternal. There are rewards unimaginable. And everything I'm trying to tell you is connected with that.
2: Yeah.
0: And I say, don't do this. It is connected with that. Why did God say, Don't eat of that tree so that you can live with me forever in the Garden of Eden? That was the reason. Not just to not like what the devil came and told you. That's not the reason. So when I tell you don't do this, when I tell you do this, when I tell you don't it has got to do with eternity. Mm. Eternity. I think, I think it is often, uh, it's, it's got nothing to do with temporal things. Don't smoke drugs. There are a lot of people who smoke drugs and do exceedingly well in the world. Their brain is sharpened, their eyes sparkle, they are into media, everything and all. I'm not talking about temporary, I'm talking about eternal. Mm. Because if I talk to you temporarily, you will say, this helps me, this helps me, this helps me, this helps me. That's not the question. <laughs> the question to ask is, how does it help you eternally? How does it how to help eternally? So when we are talking about our church, so that is the first thing is guard your own heart. Mm. Don't let your heart be broken by any man, woman, child. Don't let them break it. So it's only one way you can guard your heart is by one loving God with all your heart, all your heart. Safekeeping, give your heart. Remember in our churches we say. Give each other your hand, give your heart. People in Northeastern were shocked when I said that. Because they all preach, give your wife your heart. I said, no. Love her as you love yourself. You want the best for her because you long for the best in yourself. Because many husbands don't like their wives excelling even in secular careers. They get very insecure. They get very insecure. I I know. My father was somebody like that. He was very insecure. When he knew my mother would become better than him, he stopped her, because it would become very insecure, very insecure. I know that, a fact. I mean, I'm not disparaging. He says it's something which I saw, you know, because they get very insecure. And today it's a different world altogether. Girls excel sometimes better than boys and men. Girls bring in bigger salary than men, and they do sometimes things better. And what happens? We have to appreciate it, and both have to learn. To how to compliment each other, compliment each other and not get into a competition. When it comes to children in a situation like this, have you done your part? So when, when that brother or sister, whoever it is used, we were known as the model parents down the block. But who called you model parents? Are you model parents mm. according to the word of God? Mm. Is the question. You know what? None of us were. Mm. None of us were. Of us were model parents. There was only one model parent. His name is God. Jesus came to show what a model parent is. So you need to we need to realize this. It is not the world's appreciation we want, it is God's appreciation we want. A model parent is somebody who models his parenting from the word of God. This is what God says. This is what God says. Okay, this is what God says. And when God says, take your hands off, you take your hands off. The greatest, tomorrow we have a baby dedication. We have Rajanapu's baby. But the greatest baby dedication, you know who did it? It was Abraham on Mount Moriah. No father ever dedicated a baby like that. Tied his son onto the altar and lifted his knife up to say that, you know what? At the end of the day, the baby belongs to you. You have the right to do whatever you want to do with it. If you tell me, kill it, I will kill it. It's your baby, not mine. That was a baby dedication. So we have done what we have done. Now as they are in those age, teen, they need us in a different way. This is not the time to speak to them. They will not listen. This is a time to intercede for them. Intercede for them. Trusting, believing, you know. This, this in the morning also we were talking about it. You know? Even if you are late, see... Late is only for us. Late is not for God. Wow. God is not caught in time. God is not caught in time. Turn me to the book of uh I Am um, twenty four, Genesis twenty four. Uh, yeah. Not twenty four, not twenty four. Twenty five, Genesis twenty five. Verse twenty one to twenty three. Husband. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was a barren. And she was barren. The Lord granted his plea. Rebecca, his wife, conceived. Okay, now for those who are listening, they are listening it for the first time. Go to verse twenty. Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebecca as wife. Now go to word uh, verse twenty six. Afterward, his brother came out. His hand took hold of Esau's heel. His name was Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Look at an ideal father. 20 years he fasted. He prayed. He waited for God's promise to come through. This is a man after God's own heart. Okay. How do you know? He prayed. Mm. Because the Bible says he prayed. Verse 21 says, Isaac prayed.
1: For God to open yeah. Pleaded
0: with the Lord for his wife. Okay, so what is he doing? He's being the priest of his house. He's, he's the one who's interceding for his wife. In Hannah's case, you see Hannah crying out. You don't see ever see Elkanah praying because he's already got children to the other wife. It is Isaac who is the priest, rightful position as the head. He's interceding. He's praying. Okay. And God granted his plea. And Rebecca, his wife, conceived. In Hannah's case, God heard her plea, and she conceived. In the ideal case, God heard his plea, and his wife conceived. 20 years, his plea. It's a man after God's own heart, a true man after God's own heart. And then what happens? She became pregnant. Okay, verse 22 and 23. Her children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? Hmm. So she went to inquire of the Lord. Enquire of the Lord, okay? She went to ask God. Verse 23. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One shall be the stronger than the other. The older will serve the younger. So what happened over there? When there was an issue right in the womb with children. So you're looking at an issue with children. Now this can be in the womb. In Rebecca's case, this can be a case when the children are teenagers. What happened? She went to God. She inquired of God. And because it is in the womb, she as the mother went to the womb because she probably cannot explain to Isaac what is happening here. So she went. To the, the Lord spoke to her and said, you got two boys. But the younger one is the one who is chosen. Okay? What is the principle behind It doesn't matter what age our children are. You can still go to God and inquire of him. And he will tell you. And Once you have told him, it doesn't matter what they look like now. You have peace because he has spoken. And he has seen the end from the beginning. That's how you have peace. Be anxious for nothing. That nothing includes your teenagers. We have five children. You think they are all kosher, walking with God? Then they are not. Do we have peace? Every day. You know why? Because we are heard from God. Do we see that? No. Will we see it? We will. We will see it. We will see it. That's why we have peace. Do we pray? Yes. Like Abraham, Isaac prayed for Rebekah to come see. We pray for our children every day. Two times, three times. My wife prays seven times a day for the children. But we know they will come through. Why? Because we have heard. That is where. So what they are now is irrelevant. They are going through a phase. They will go through that phase. How long will that phase last? We do not know with these teenagers. But the thing is that we have a God- who speaks. We have a God who speaks. Okay? And if you are young, parents with young children, go to God and ask. Roshan is sitting here. Two kids. Samir is sitting here. Two kids. Pastor Vijay is sitting here. Two kids. Two girls, two girls. One by one girl. Sami is not married. Peter is not married. Richard is not married. So you have six kids over here. All your children are small. What do you need to do? Go to God. And ask Lord, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me. What are your plans? These are your first go and accept the situation about ownership. Make ownership very clear. Lord, this these are yours. your children. You gave it to us. I'm just a steward of your property. What do you want them to be? What are your plans? You, know? you see how Rebecca is? From there you will see actually Isaac going slightly off. Same chapter. Verse 27. The boys grew up and yeah, grew up. Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man dwelling in the tents. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebecca loved Jacob. Look at it. Why did Rebecca love Jacob?
1: Because she heard from God.
0: Because she heard from this is a boy that is chosen. Isaac loved Esau, not because he heard from God, because mm-hmm. he loved out the food. That is where the split takes place. But look at what happened. Jacob was a mild man dwelling in the tents. Why is he dwelling in the tents? Because his mother kept him there. She's hurt. She's kept. Now you go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Yeah. What happened? With Abraham and yeah, Isaac. And yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go back over there. He dwelt in tents. Yeah. Verse 8 and 9. Hebrews 11, 8. 11, 8 and 9. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as the inheritance. He went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Hmm. Heirs with him of the same promise. Heirs with him of the same promise. The mother knows the one who is called is Jacob. Not that God has rejected Esau, but he has chosen Jacob. And he will reject Esau because Esau will reject the things of God. He knows that it's right in the beginning. So mother realizes, you know what? I have no sovereignty over here. Sovereign is God. I have two babies in the womb. Both, they are twins, but God has chosen one and not the other. So you know what? I will focus on the one God has spoken because he's the one who's going to fulfill God's purpose. Mm -hmm. The Bible says Rebecca loved Jacob. It does not mean she mistreated Esau, abused Esau, nothing of that. But she knew, focus was on this one because God's purpose (coughs) is this one. She keeps him in the tents and Jacob therefore becomes the man God. Wants him to be, because the mother, principal mother heard from God, and she appropriately, the parent, parents, should have been parents, heard from God and appropriately. Why does the word this, why is this important? Abraham dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Jacob because when Isaac, uh, was married, Abraham was 140. When Jacob was born, Abraham was 160. Abraham died at 15. The childhood and the teenage, 15 years of his life, because he was in the tents and not a wild man spending all his time outside, coming once in a while home, Jacob had the privilege of hearing the faith of his grandfather. And faith comes by hearing? Faith comes from hearing. Like mm-hmm. Timothy, the faith that was in your grandmother, Louis to your mother, Eunice to you, the faith that was in Abraham, that was in Isaac, passed on to you. Why? Because the mother heard from God and appropriately educated him. Simple as that. Take these fundamental principles from the word of God. Go before God. Maybe you will say, I am, you are never late. Maybe you are in your, let us say, 50s or 60s or whatever. And your children are in your teens. And you came to the Lord. You are understanding these principles only now. What do you do? You go to God. I'm not saying you go to God, you will hear today. You have to be consistent with God until God knows you are serious. Mm. That is why we have to keep on praying and never give up because we have to prove to God we are serious. We are proved to God. Meaning, when do we prove to God we are serious? When we tell God it's either you or no other way. There's only one way for me. It's you. <laughs> no other way. I'm not trying anything out. Mm. It's only you. What you say is final. Final, final for me. Mm. When you go to go that way, and one day God will know, and you will know you are serious, you will hear from God. Once you heard from God, it is fine. It is fine. You It is well with your soul. You don't worry. You don't worry. What do people actually, why do people worry? People worry because they don't hear from God. That's the fundamental reason. They worry. And parents need to realize, teenagers, all teenagers don't have, to, I mean, we look at Joseph, we look at Daniel, there are exceptions. They are not the general rule in today's world. They are exceptions. So can you train your children to be an exception? You can train them. Hmm. But where they will, because we don't know, like when they say they were model kids in the church. You don't know.
1: You don't know. You
0: don't know. Because children pretend very well with their peers. They put on a different, they have a church costume. And when they are on their (laughs) own, group, because we were all, all like, like that. that. Yes. Uh-huh. Before I was my father, I was one of the best boys you could meet in town. Behind his back, you couldn't control me. So we all had this before, so we all know we were born hypocrites. You know, so children. So when they say they were in church and this thing, you know, we don't know. We do not know. But you don't have to fear, you don't have to worry. You trust like Abraham, put your Isaac on the altar. Don't let them break your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't let them break your heart. Put them on the altar. And continue to intercede for them, like another great man. Did his prayers work? Job. Yeah. Job chapter one. Mm
1: -hmm. In their heart they might have cursed God. (laughs) Verse four. Okay, he's a good man. Okay, verse four and
0: five. His sons would go out and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Remember, Job is the old book. law is not given. Sabbath is not given. So they have no Sabbath. They have seven children. Right? He has seven children. So all seven days are party. Because father has got a lot of money. Father has got lots of money. Children don't have to work at all. And they have seven children. So they divided the week. Sunday in my house, Tuesday in your house, Wednesday. And he cannot control. So what can he do? All he can do is pray. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course. (laughs) What does it mean? (laughs) They cannot eat anymore, they cannot drink anymore. They run its course. Job would stand and sanctify them. He would rise It doesn't say the children rose early. He would rise early (laughs) in the morning, offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned. cursed God God in their hearts. hearts. Thus Job did regularly. What can you do? That's all you can do. (laughs) They have grown. They are out of your hand. There is nothing you can do. But what you can do, you do. What can we do? We can fast. We can pray and sanctify them in our prayers. And that's what he did. Now we don't have to offer any meat offerings. We offer them on the altar by faith believing the altar will sanctify them. Did they survive? No. They died. But I do believe. I do believe his first seven children also. got saved. God saved them. That God killed them at the right time. (laughs) When God kills a child of his, he kills them at their best point. Like I told you in Malayalam we have this saying, swaram, swaram when your voice is good You know you are losing your voice When your voice is good Peter Stop singing mm-hmm. Don't little become little. Lata Magashtra. Latha is still singing Your voice is still good Lata <laughs> is a different case altogether still no, good, no, no, pastor, no, no.
1: After a while she went conking yeah, okay.
0: So okay. Okay. What I am saying is Meaning God will take you out He is a father There you have to see him as a father And not as a judge if you're a genuine child of his your date of arrival, not on earth in heaven, okay dot of arrival will be at your best point so that he can give you the best he can give you hmm. rewards wise. Okay I believe uh, you have to always look. One thing about God is this. one is always good. <coughs> he's never tempted by evil, never tempted by evil. He's always good. So everything that he does in his creation is good when he sends one whole lot to the lake of fire, it's because he's good. And everything he does with his children is always good. Okay, so even when we think somebody uh, who's a believer died ahead of time, no, he didn't die ahead of time. He died at the appointed time, on time. I mean, appointed time. God looks senseless. I've seen you. I've seen you. God, I've seen you. Don't listen to half the things I say. <laughs> You're not going to go far. So let me take you out now. Let me take you out now. So okay, you have to always think about God as good. Always as about good. So in this case, and God gave him ten more children at the end. Okay, so you have to look, I mean, now you look at words, words one. Then you need to understand. There was a man in the land of Tuz, whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright. One who feared God and shunned evil and his children did not turn out straight. He was a good man proved by God. Good father. Good father. The children were always parting. Okay. So, there are no guarantees in life. I am absolutely sure when the children are old and married and settled after parting, if he calls them all home and sanctifies them, what would he have done them when they were with him and they were young? Imagine how you definitely, would have, would, have been definitely yeah. would have been a godly father raise, trying to raise up godly children. They didn't turn out that way. Okay, so there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees. And when God took seven children in one shot, it was taken away. It didn't break his heart. Because his heart was always with God. It didn't <sighs> break his heart. Because if he was, heart was broken. That's what cued he would have told like his wife. Okay, let's curse God. You God know, that was the problem. God does not allow idolatry. Mm. And that's what happened with Jacob. His idol was first Rachel, then Joseph. When Rachel died, he was depressed. When Joseph was thought he died, he, it broke his heart. He went into depression for 22 years. And God is trying to protect us. God is trying to mean he needs nothing. He, what happens to him if I don't love him? Nothing. It only, the damage is to me, not to him. Mm. Because if I don't love him, man was created to love. If I don't love him, I will love something else which will break me. Mm. I will give my heart. How many people have come after retired and sit there and gone into depression because they gave all their heart to their career? To the work, yes. To their work. Or to their spouse. Mm. Or to their children. Or to a hobby or something. And they go into depression. You know why? Because they put their heart into something which they should not have. Put your hands into it. Put your hands into it. Work hard. Put your hands into it. Don't give your heart. Your heart belongs to God and God alone. Why? Because God says, you know what? Your heart is safe in me. Mm. I will never reject you. I will never break your heart. I will never grade you based on your performance. Mm. I will love you with an unconditional love. And when I discipline you, can be 100% sure if you are my child, I discipline you because I love you. Because I want you to share in my righteousness, and I want you to share in my holiness. So when we are parents, we love our children, but we don't love them with all our heart. We love them as we love ourselves. What do you want for your child? What do you want for your spouse? Is the question. You know what? The question is first, is not what do you want hmm. for them. The question first to ask is what do you want for yourself? What do you want for yourself? Let me tell you. It's the most important question. What do I want for myself will determine what I want for my wife and my children. If I love ease, then I want my wife to work hard. Mm. That's, That's my love. I love ease. Don't tell me anything to do. Please don't trouble me. I'm busy. You know what? I am busy because I like it. What I love, it's got nothing to do with the rest of the things. But in all the other things, I love ease. So you know what? I want a hardworking woman who will do all the chores like a maid servant. You know why? Because I love myself. It's a self-love. That is not what the word of God says. The word of God says, love your neighbor as yourself. The Bible doesn't say love yourself and stop there. Our problem is that men and women, they love themselves. 21st century, men and women love themselves. They don't love their neighbor as themselves. So, I love ease. I need to see that she has ease. Okay. You know what? You're overworked. You are overworked. I need to take the load off you. And today, Life is so simple because of gadgets. Mm. You can take so much load. And honestly, women don't want us to take the load. They just want us to spend time with the children. So that's the load on their head. Because mothers worry about children all the time. And God has ordained, it is the man who disciplines the children, instructs the children, not the woman. And therefore, they worry. Why do they worry? Because we love ease. We love ease. Okay, so you have to understand where it comes. That is what I said. It is a very simple formula, God said. The head of man is Christ. What does he have to do? Listen to God, study the word, understand it, imitate it. What does a woman have to do? Listen to the man who listens to God and do it. What does the children have to do? Listen to the parents. Life is hidden. It's gone. It its done. Where does the problem come? The problem always begins at the head. The man doesn't listen to God. The woman doesn't listen to man. The children don't listen to parents. You have chaos on earth. You have a choice, heaven or hell. Heaven or hell. Okay. So but even if the man listens and the woman listens, it is not necessarily that the children will listen. Because everybody has a free will. And in our free will we have to choose. Okay. And now let me tell you, one of our fundamental issues is that with men, I will tell you, usually with men, because I'm a man, right? we Do things which we like. We have our likes and dislikes. We do things which we like. Do you think most of the things which God does every day are the things which he likes? He does most of the things which he dislikes. Look at the last verse in the book of Jude. Not the last uh, last, verse. not last. 22-23. Jude 22-23. On some of them have compassion, making a distinction. But others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. What is that garment? Garment is their works. The, the, the bride has made herself yeah. ready. Give her white garments. Garments are the righteous mm, work works of off. the saints. Mm. So that is their works. Okay. You know how God deals with us every day? Every day with His children? Like this. Every work He does towards 99.99% of His children it stinks in His nostrils. He does things which He dislikes every day. He's not going by His likes. Because there is hardly anybody He can like. Mm. Okay. And with our problem is, we do only things which we like. You don't do things which you don't dislike. You want to be a father like God, you will have to end up doing things which you don't like. Why? Because you love like God does. And when God gives his definition of love, not the world's definition of love, when you turn to First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 6, I think, 5 verses. 13, 4, not 6, 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Whose love is this? What love? How many years? It's a thousand years he suffering. It's still kind. And with me fifty five years suffering. It's still kind. All of us. Put your age there and you can put your age. God's love has suffered this many years in my life and he's still kind. Okay, and that's what God is asking us to be. Because a relationship, genuine love, there is very suffering. Why does it have to suffer? Because you are called to do things which you dislike. Called to do things which you dislike. And still be kind. Mm. Kind. And not let that irritate you. Okay. Carrying baby, all this thing, but through the day, the baby is not, it's not an easy thing. Okay. It is not. It's not like you see in movie. Movie is frame by frame. It is not life.
2: <laughs>
0: it is difficult. It is difficult. But you know what? You do it. Okay. Your wife is not a cherubim, and you are not a seraphim. Either of us are. But God says, you know what? You do the things which you dislike, and when you do that, it's an act of love. Love gives, and what does it do? It suffers, Law. and it's kind honestly. This is not emotions or feelings. This is practical. Mm. Okay? Kindness is the oil on which a home revolves. If a home has to go day by day, the primary ingredient is be kind to one another. The Bible talks in the church also. Be (laughs) kind to one another. Kindness. Kindness will make any home happy. You have to be kind to one another. And you forget. You forget. Don't keep a memory bank. Erase. Love covers a multitude of sins. Forget it. Don't keep it in your mind. Don't brood over it. Forget it. Okay. You have no time to think about this. That's. It is. It is in the context primarily of the family and the church. Goes like that. I say Uh, there are circles. No concentric. Not the crazy circle. The circles. Okay. Mm -hmm. The first circle is you and God. You don't let anybody come there. Second circle is God, you and your spouse. The next circle is God, you, your spouse and your children. Then it is God, you, your spouse, your children and your church. It goes like that. Okay. Of course there are permutation combination depending upon faith and belief. Okay. But even there you have to be careful. Even if your wife doesn't believe and your children does not believe, there will be times when you will keep everybody out and keep them for You alone, okay, you will not allow the church to intervene because it's still God's order. You have to be very careful about it. But that is how it goes. That is how it goes. And you keep stick to these things, you will realize it works. It will work. It works. Okay, whether you are single or whether you are married, whether you have no children or whether you have many children, it doesn't matter. God's formula always works because he is the inventor. We didn't invent any of these things. He invented all these things, and in all these things, you look at God. God loves us, and is always kind towards us. He's always kind towards us. You have written a lot. You know what? Help me to be kind in action, not not just in words. You can be kind in words and be lazy in action. Kindness is not I mean, when God is kind towards us, is it in words or is it in action? Action. It's in action. Mm. Actions matter. Words matter. He's kind in his words too. That's what the Bible says. He never shouts. He doesn't raise his voice in the streets. And honestly, I'm telling you, honestly telling you, you men need to learn not to raise your voice. Learn not to raise your voice. That is authority. God doesn't raise his voice. He just speaks. Because he knows where he comes from. You should know who you are. I'm the head of the house. I don't have to shout. I just said it. I don't have to shout to, my, to get myself heard. I don't have to shout. I just told you. That's it. I don't have to shout. I don't have to scream. I just told you. When did I tell you? I'm telling you from the position I am. This is it. And it is true. I just told you. I'm not going to shout and scream at you. I don't have to. That is very rare. It should be very, very rare. Where do you see Jesus shouting, screaming? You don't see him shouting, screaming. anywhere. He knows who he is. And The Bible is very, very clear. He doesn't shout. He doesn't raise his voice. And we have to learn. Because otherwise, what will happening is not obedience. It is intimidation. And we don't want our wife or our children obeying us because we intimidate. That's not obedience. That doesn't come from the heart. That comes from fear. And God doesn't want us to obey. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. He never shouts at us. He never shouts at anybody. You look at Elijah. He doesn't shout at him. He whispers. He's so fragile. He's at the point of suicidal thoughts are in his mind. He's very gentle. What are you doing here? Like I told the pastors on Saturday. in our zeal may Shout. What are you doing here? That's not how God said to him. Whisper. What are you doing here? Uh-huh. here? You no, know? That's what the Bible says. A gentle, gentle answer turns away wrath. Don't go in the way of the world because the devil shouts, he screams, he's full of wrath, because he knows his time. Get these principles. Start restructuring your homes, your lives. Ultimately, Jesus could come tomorrow. You don't want to be half here, half there on the way. You don't want your family to be left behind. You don't want yourself to be left behind, your family going ahead of you. You don't want any of these scenarios. You don't want any of this scenario. Your scenario is this. If the Lord were to come tonight, I want to go with my whole family and my church. I want to go with my family, my church. I want to go. Okay? And I am not going to be a stumbling block for this. I am. I personally am not going to be this stumbling block. Let me do everything possible Lord to help them on the way. And not be. That's what Romans fourteen says. Who you are strong in the faith, don't put a stumbling block. Stumbling block. Are, are you the husband? And God says you are the strong ones. Mm. The wife is the weaker vessel. So what do you need to do? Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. That is strength. Have you seen IPS officers, senior? Officials. Have you seen them shouting? No. Have you seen the local constable? He always shouts. <laughs> <laughs> Shout, scream, pan on this thing, big mustache, everything, he will roll, everything all okay, because you know what? He has only power and no authority. Mm-hmm. So he has to do all that stuff. You see the IPS office, they're very gentle, very soft spoken. You know what? They don't have to show any power, they have authority. Just one, one call. Yeah, that's one a call. But they talk very soft spoken, very gentle, soft spoken people they are. Well, that's what God is asking us to be. Don't talk don't shout at your spouse. You don't have to scream at your children. You don't have to do any of those things. But you have to teach them early to obey immediately. Mm. Obey immediately, and they need to know I meant what I said. They need to know I meant what I said. I didn't. I, I, it was not humor when I told you to, told you something. I was not joking. Joking. And then again, final as we close, because so many questions are about homes and broken homes. Broken single mothers and all righty. Don't make your marriage or your home your idol. If it is, God will break it. God will break it. If you ever have an idol as an idol, American idol, Indian idol, whatever idol, it is only God. It's nobody else. It is God. You love him with all your heart, all your might, all your strength. The reason is because you see right from the beginning till the end, even in a, in a same family, everybody is not interested in God the same way. In some case, the father is interested. Some case, the mother is interested. Some case, the father and mother is not interested. The child is interested. So everybody is not. The problem is, if you love somebody in your family or outside more than God, they will become the stumbling block in your relationship. When rapture comes, especially when rapture comes. We know about Terah. Terah became Abraham's stumbling blocker. We saw how Joseph became Jacob's stumbling. Problem was not with Joseph at all. The problem was with Jacob. Jacob. Think about it. Honestly think about it. Okay. We know God speaks to Jacob, Joseph, because the word is very clear the Lord was with him. What does that tell you? God speaks to him, right? Thirteen years, he's free. He's prince of Egypt, number two in Egypt. All power authority in his hands. God does not tell one thing to Jacob. No, he doesn't tell one thing to Joseph. He does not. Joseph does not say, you know what, I need to go see my father. Yeah. He doesn't go. Why? God has told him. It's not the time. This is not the time. 14 here he waits. Well, 22 years his father is lying there in depressing. His son is dead. 14 years, the son waits because God hasn't told him this is the time. You know why? For him, he had only one idol. It was God, the God of Jacob. Mm -hmm. Not Jacob. So he had two choices. Listen to God. or go see my father. What's wrong in going seeing my father? Nothing wrong. Absolutely right. But in this case, it is wrong. Why? Because God has said, this is not the time. Because if you see your father before time, you will block the redemption of your family. Hmm. You know, redemption is more important than all your sentiments and feeling. What is important? The redemption of your family. Your family has to be redeemed. Therefore, don't move out of my time. And that's why we say love God with all your heart, all your might, all my strength." So whenever I counsel, I will tell them that father loved his younger son, the prodigal son. He really, really loved him. with all. He really loved him. But he will not move one single finger to help him when he is away. Mm. Because he knows if he gets him one day early before he comes to his senses, he blocks his
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: So when your children are rebels, and they may even leave home and go, and you have taught them right, you have shown them what is God, what is right, what is wrong, don't move a single finger to help them because you will be stopping their redemption. So that's a question. Do you love yourself? Ah, oh, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. What is that you love? are coming back to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come back to that. Mm-hmm. What is that you love about yourself? My redemption. Mm-hmm. Do you want your neighbor's redemption? Redemption. Then listen but to this God. is the only way. Huh? Listen to God and do what he tells, because there's no other way. Yes. If you try to help because of your sentiments mm-hmm. and your feelings, you block his redemption. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That is where hearing is so important. Understanding the principles of God's. And don't let anybody judge you. Two hoots to what people say about your home and your children. You have heard from God. It does not matter. If you have not heard hmm. from God, then all these things matter. It, people are so upset with public opinion is because they haven't heard from God. Hmm. See, I have heard from God, so I get two hoots what public says about me, other pastors say about me. It doesn't bother me at all. Because you have heard from God. Because when it comes to public opinion, opinion, at the at the top is God. There's nobody higher than Him. And God looks at Jesus and says, you know what? I, I'm pleased with you mm-hmm. after that, who cares? Mother says something, brother says something, Pharisees say something, sanitary who cares? My father said he's pleased with me that's enough okay, and we need to learn to hear from God
1: matter settled also, primarily in India, you have a shame based culture it's like mm. uh, that's uh, so very uh, in the east, not
0: India, everywhere now it is shame shaming naming, and shaming culture shouldn't bother us. It shouldn't bother. I mean, it should be then. Joseph should be the most depressed. Yeah, exactly. Called slave, Hebrew slave. Then he's called a rapist. Right? What all he has been called? Stripped, sold in the slave market. Then when that 41st wife accused him, I'm absolutely sure he was beaten up. Brutally beaten up. Fetters on his neck and this thing on his feet, thrown into a dungeon over there. But you know what? He's not ashamed. Because God is telling me, I'm with you. You know you are right. They are all wrong. Most people will say, how can everybody be wrong? Yeah. God says, you know what? Everybody is wrong, including your family and the whole of Egypt is wrong. You are the only one who is right, and I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for Joseph. Mm-hmm. Nobody is there who is saying Joseph is right. Only God. That's all that matters. God said, I'm right. I am right. On the other hand, everybody says you are right. and God says you are wrong. Still does not matter. Still does not matter. That's why I said the safest, safe deposit box for your heart is God's hands. Commit your heart into God's hands absolutely safe. He won't shame you. He won't shame you. He won't break your heart. But he will discipline you. Even as he is spanking you with your right hand, he's holding your heart carefully with the left. He won't <laughs> break it he won't break it that's what it means a bruised reed he won't break a smoking flax he will not put up his punishment will be it's like the right amount where you are not broken you are not broken he will not he will not discipline you where you are broken he won't do that he won't do that we do that because we want slavish obedience So what we do, we brutally assault people, either with our hands or with our words. we brutally because we don't want obedience. We want slavish obedience. God doesn't want that. God wants obedience because we love Him. He doesn't want any other obedience. Any other. The world, the devil, any obedience is fine. He doesn't want that. He wants obedience because we love Him. And He does everything for us because He loves us. So understand the difference and be at rest in your soul, love you all around the world, Australia to America. Even if you are single, you have no children, the Bible says in Isaiah, bear and (laughs) woman, great are your children. Mm You will have more children. So everybody will birth children spiritually if you allow the Spirit of God to work and parent them, mentor them, spiritual children, mentor them, mentor them, Everybody, understand the principles, mentor them, love God with all your heart, and teach your child to love God. The only way you can teach your child to love God is they they have to see, not what you say, they have to see that you love God. Okay. Let me ask you this question. a okay, simple question. Why, uh, oh, let us say, uh, okay, who is there? Okay, let me say. Why did Andrew love cricket? Because you he loved cricket. I loved cricket. There's not born with a cricket gene. He loved cricket because I loved cricket. So what we played at home was cricket. Mm-hmm. That's why he loved cricket. And then when he grew up and his friends loved football, he loved football. Mm. Okay? You cannot ask a child, love God. The child has to see you love God. Mm. You love God. Really, you really love God. Cease you love God. Also, that you love your neighbor as yours. That pictures they carry it with you. Okay. they will never doubt God. They have their struggles with atheism and all this in universe, but they will never doubt that <laughs> God is not real. Why? Because they saw <laughs> my father was crazy about God, my mother is crazy about God. God is a real person in our life. I have my issues. I will come back. I have to find Him on my own way. Everything. But you know what? I have no doubts about God. I am not an atheist. <laughs> I am not even an agnostic. I'm just waiting you know know what I have to find God on my own I have no doubts about God how can you be so sure you don't even go to church I don't have to go to church I saw it at home it was a real person at home my dad was crazy about God my mom was crazy about God God is real that is what Deuteronomy 6 means when you walk with them when you sit with them at home when you walk God should be so real God should be so real they see God is real then you don't have to worry about the children. That is when the God of your father becomes your God, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Okay, God of Jacob. Others will say, okay. Laban will say, Your God and the fear of Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They won't say my God. They can't say my God. They
1: cannot. Obviously. They cannot. Okay. So we shall
0: pray. Pastor Close and pray.
1: Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to see wonderful things from your word, Lord. And Lord, thank you, Father, for opening our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for convicting us. Thank you, Lord, for your work in our lives. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would do a genuine and deep work in all of our lives, even as we look at ourselves, Lord, Father, in the perfect law of liberty is what your word says, O Lord. Your word does not bring condemnation, but it definitely brings conviction. And it is the law of liberty, O Lord. It sets us free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, is what your word says. I pray, Father, that Lord, even as we obey your word, even in the little things, O Lord Father, we we will experience your hand. We will experience, Father, the liberty in our spirit, O Lord Father. We don't have to see results, but Lord, we know, Father, we can live with a clear conscience because we have pleased you and we have obeyed you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for speaking to hearts this, this evening, O Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would, uh, Father, take this word and, Lord, multiply it and make it relevant to everyone, O Lord, Father, who is listening. Those who are hurting, those who are going through times of difficulty, I pray, Lord Jesus, you are the solution and you would, Lord. Father, show up, for Lord, Father, for your people in their time of need, O Lord. Thank you, Father, once again for this time. Pray, Father, even as we rest tonight and we prepare ourselves, O Lord, if you choose to give us another day in the land of the living, that you will, that we will all be found in your house on time, and Lord, uh, ready to be, uh, what to ready, ready to worship you and to hear from you, O Lord. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. <laughs>